Growing the Game with Ballsy is a podcast dedicated to growing the game of football in Saskatchewan. Each week, Michael Ball will talk with rider guests, but he'll also highlight amateur athletes, coaches, and builders in this province growing the game we love. Now, here's Ballsy. Growing the Game with Ballsy brought to you by Riviera Ag Seeds and Radville, SAS Selects Football out of Moose Jaw, Face First Medical Aesthetics here in Regina, Pizza Huts in Saskatchewan, Double Z Ag Sales in Wayburn, and Mark Greshner Photography. Before we get to our guest, time for a gospel. Now, it's just a few days after the Baseball Hall of Fame announced no players received enough votes to be inducted this year, the first time that's happened in decades. The reason? Baseball Hall of Fame voting is a mess. Much like a club bouncer drunk on whatever power he possesses, the aging writers who vote in the Baseball Hall of Fame wield their outsized influence, denying players their vote on the back of flimsy morality. Just this week, players with some of the best stats in the history of baseball, like Bonds, Clemens, Manny Ramirez, were again denied the votes to make it into the hall because a number of writers have dug in their heels on the PD era. Kurt Schilling was denied the votes because, well, he's one of the worst humans on the planet, a wingnut. All these players easily have the resumes to not just be in the Hall of Fame, but for a few of them, be among the best players in the Hall of Fame. But none will get in, sadly, because of the morality police. Let me remind you of something. Baseball didn't care about PED use back in the day, and in fact, for a long time, it wasn't even against the rules. Now I bring this up because the Pete Rose scandal 30 years ago today set the stupid standard. Pete Rose, much like the guys mentioned earlier, he's not a hero nor a role model. He did bet on baseball, although not on his team. He did jail time for tax evasion and his approach to the Hall of Fame ban and the events leading to the ban has often been less than diplomatic, let's say. But stats wise, he's one of the best ever and the precedent of his ban here continues to cast a terrible shadow over the Hall of Fame, especially since the trash can banging Astros got to keep their 2017 World Series title. What a joke. Time now for our Athlete of the Week segment for Paul Waldo at Royal LePage in Regina. Get in the real estate game with the three-time Grey Cup champ by calling 306-502-5355. Today we hear from Regina Rams linebacker Ryder Varga. All right, on the phone, we're joined now by Ryder Varga of the University of Regina Rams, uh, formerly of the uh, LaBoldis Golden Suns. Ryder Varga. Like, that's a cool football name, don't you agree? Yeah, uh, if only I was named after the, the Rough Riders, I was named after the moving truck. So You were named after a moving truck? Not after, but that's where my parents got the name idea. So Really? They just saw the truck and they decided, hey, let's call them that? Yeah. That's cool, man. There's not too many. Like, my first name, I love it, but it's boring. It's Michael. Yeah. Um, I named my son after Ethan Morrow of the Edmonton Oilers. Then I didn't realize that he, I forgot Ethan was on that Survivor, and he was that cancer patient that was the on the TV show Survivor, and everybody named their kid Ethan. Have you ran into too many riders? Uh, no, a couple people playing hockey maybe, but not many lately. Was football always your first love rider? Uh, I'd say hockey was my first uh, sport that I truly loved, but uh, once I started playing football, I kind of took over from there. Yeah, so how have you been dealing with this elongated break that we're in? It's the uh, off-season that never ends. Has it been taxing on you? How have you been relieving the stress? Uh, I mean, you got to kind of play the hand you're dealt. Uh, like, it's out of our hands at this point what we can and can't do. So I've just been 
trying to stay in the best shape as I can and just trying to mentally and physically prepare for uh, this upcoming season. How do you mentally prepare? What do you do uh, in terms of uh, mental stuff? Uh, just try and watch film every once in a while. Just try and stay engaged with, with all the guys. Just make sure that we all are pushing towards the same the same goal, which is a 2021 Hardy Cup. Yeah, so, and talk to me about the physical aspect. How are you staying in shape? Do you have a personal trainer? Do, you, do they give you a, a workout regimen to follow here in the offseason? Yeah, so uh, just uh, middle of January, we started being able to work out at the university again, just in small groups and, you know, all secluded and stuff like that. And uh, we got a good uh, workout program at the university. So four times a week, just working out, following the program as best as I can. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Would I characterize you as a leader? Would you characterize yourself as a leader? Uh, yeah, I would. Are you a vocal leader or a guy that leads by example? Uh, I'd say more of an example-based type leader, but um, you gotta you got to be vocal when you need to be vocal. Like There's certain situations where you you got to step in and let somebody know they're doing something wrong that doesn't fit with our values or how we do stuff on the rounds, but mostly just by example. No uh, pressure on you, but I talked to your coach, Mark McConkie. He said you've been a... F- You've been a guy that's flown under the radar in the Can West, and he fully expects when we get back to uh, playing actual game action, uh, you'll take the league by storm. How do you feel about those comments? Uh, well, it's flattering by Mark. Uh, Mark's a great guy. I love him. Um, but, yeah, I think I think my game's really progressed in the last, even this year, having no season. I think I watched film of myself from the last year that we had a season, and I'm like, wow, I really have stepped it up from then. So I'm excited to see what, what I and what our entire team can do on the field this year. Now you stepped into a starting role with the Rams in 2019. You anchored the team at the Mac linebacker spot in all eight regular season games, had uh, 39 tackles, 34 of the solo variety, seven and a half tackles for loss, two and a half sacks. You also had a uh, forced fumble, a fumble recovery and four pass breakups. Those are the stats, but evaluate your season for me last time we actually played in a game. Uh, I thought I played um, decently well for just my first year starting. Uh, I feel like I helped anchor the defense there a lot. Just getting people in line is a big part of my game. I, I like to be vocal with all the D linemen and make sure they know they know where they're going, make sure Schmetzel doesn't go in the wrong A-gap and stuff like that. But, um <laughs> Thought, good little, know, good little shot there. I like that. Good little shot there. I like that. What is Ryder, uh, you know, for people that don't really understand football or casual uh, uh, viewers and listeners of football, what's your biggest job as a Mac linebacker? Uh, well, for me personally, I'd say just making sure that we're all on the same page. Like communication is, is a must. Like there's four linebackers out there. Um, if one of us messes up, it's it's probably going for a run of at least 30 yards. So we just need to make sure that everyone's on the same page. And uh, I just, in the middle there, got to make sure that the D linemen and the linebackers and even the secondary are all communicating and making sure that we're, we're running the same thing and we're responding to the offense the same way. Your third year with the team out of Dr. Martin Lobolas. How much does a championship pedigree there with Lobolas winning three championships help you when you go to the next level? Bring that mentality to that defense. Uh, yeah, well, I just I just love winning and I hate losing. So I know a lot of the other guys on the team have had championship experience, and a lot of them haven't. So it 
some of the guys you get in and they, you know, they come from schools where they didn't win a lot, but of course they, they balled out and they're just like, Oh, we lost another game. It's, it's uh, too uh, common for those people. We need to make sure that losing is unacceptable. Like winning should be the absolute must every week in and out. And people have that mindset. Ryder Varga joining us here, six foot three, two hundred and twenty-five pound linebacker. That's what they list you on the uh, website. Are you right around there, two twenty-five? Is that where you play at your best weight, right there? Uh, no, I'm two thirty-five now. I was at uh, this last uh, season where we didn't play, and I, I, don't know, I felt like I played the best football I've ever played. So probably sticking around there for a while. Yeah. Okay. So uh, talk about that because it's weird. You had some fall sessions. We talked about uh, you know some of the things you do well. You're very explosive. You've got uh, a great football IQ. Not only, and we'll get to this in a second, not only on the field but in the classroom. So I think that's uh, one of your best attributes. I guess I never outright asked you, what it, What do you think your best attribute is? Uh, I don't think I have one single best attribute. I'd say the best thing about my game is just that I'm I'm good at all aspects of of my position. Like I even go down and play defensive line mm-hmm. uh, at quite a handful of times there. So I think I'm good in coverage. I think I'm good in in the box. I think I'm good on the line. I just think I'm an all around uh, versatile player. That there aren't that many people that can do what I do in the Ken West. So you're you're at two thirty five now. You had the fall sessions. You said you looked at some film. Never waste a crisis, right? Always get better, even in a crisis. What have yeah. you identified, Ryder Varga, that you can get better at when we get to the field? Hopefully, here in twenty twenty one. I really want to keep working on my uh, pass coverage. Uh, I think man to man, I never really get to do it as a you're, you run a thirty four defense. They really don't like the middle the middle linebacker out in space covering like a guy like Kyle Borso, which I don't blame them. But I think in those rare situations where I need to man cover people, I just want to make sure that I'm I'm locking them down and not leading to a big gash play. So when we get back to play, what do you see the strength of this defense being? Uh, I think we just have playmakers all everywhere you look on the defense. I think our D line is probably going to be one of the best in Can West, and I think we honestly have one of the best linebacker groups in Canada. So I think we just have a ton of playmakers, a ton of guys that can ball out and change the game for you everywhere you look. So I think we're going to be a force next year. An academic all-Canadian, what is it, three years running now? What is it for you now? Uh, Yeah, three going on four, hopefully. Yeah, okay. So what are you taking in school? I'm in environmental engineering. So you're not a basket weaver. Like this isn't like <laughs> no. no. This is a this is a, a big deal. And and when my son was going through his recruiting, he was thinking about being an engineer. He since switched, but they told him at the U of A, like you're not playing the first year. You're just going to be. We're going to get you a tutor, and you're going to be focused on school. So how tough is it juggling engineering and football? Uh, yeah, it's not easy. There's a lot of a lot of work. A lot of mentally. Uh, Taps and stuff in the in the schoolwork, so you really got to make sure, especially during the season, that you're you have great time management because you got to spend every second you can either either studying film or studying the books. So yeah. it's a, it a tough balance to get there. Is it easier when you're living? I assume you're living at home when you're living in your home city. Is it easier that way instead of maybe if you had to move away into it? Uh, I think a hundred percent. I have a, a great mom and dad that make me suffer when I get home or they have food for me in the fridge. I don't have to worry about getting home after practice and then making a huge meal. And then, oh, you're already so tired and you don't really want to study. And then it just tumbles from there. Yeah, dude, put into words exactly from your perspective. I know because I got a son going through it, but I want it from another guy's perspective. Just put it into words 
uh, how tough this is. Because I even talked to John Ryan here. We had a nice conversation. He said, people don't realize how hard it is to be a professional athlete, but then just to be a student athlete. Talk about that. Yeah, uh, it's it's very tough. Just not even just the straight football aspect of it, just the, the social aspect, but that, that locker room feeling you get. You, we haven't had that since February or March of last year. So just it's something special about being in the locker room around all the guys and, and chatting it up before practice and running onto the field with your, your best friends and, and playing the game that you all love. So yeah. it's, it's been tough, but we're trying to stay connected in every way that we can. And we just know that, there's light at the end of the tunnel and we're going to get through this eventually. So yeah, it's very good. Spoken like a guy that's an academic all Canadian. So with that in mind, you're talking about being an engineering student. You're talking about playing football. Do you have a desire to play at the next level too? Or are you okay to finish out your career with the Rams and, and get a good job in the engineering field? Uh, for me, it's, it's a win win either way. Uh, if, if some CFL team wants to draft me and they think I'm, I'm good enough to play in the league, I definitely wouldn't shy away from it. Um, but let's just say I don't know if CFL team wants to pick me up, then I definitely don't have a too shabby uh, career to fall back on. So I'm just trying to be the best player I can for my team, and whatever happens, happens after that. Love the name. Love your game. Can't wait to call some more Regina Rams action one day. Thanks for this, Ryder. Yeah, thank you very much. And just before we wrap up this installment of Growing the Game with Ballsy, Old Man Winter reminded us this week that he's sticking around for a while. So with that in mind, I put together a list of the top tips for staying safe during this cold and blizzardy kind of weather. Don't travel unless it's absolutely necessary, like if you haven't had your Starbucks yet. Keep a home emergency kit full of essentials like water, batteries, and family-sized twister. Not naked twister, though, okay? too cold for that be sure that you get plowed before your driveway does i'm here all week enjoy the veal another top tip for staying safe during a blizzard if you're a single woman save on your heating bill by sleeping under your 12 cats if you go out and make a snowman make sure you cover his carrot nose with a face mask for god's sake don't walk your pets in bad weather just do what i do dangle your dog out the window until they're frightened enough to do their business Boom. Done. Just like that. And the top tip for staying safe during this cold and blizzardy season. Move to a warmer place without blizzards. Unless they're Dairy Queen blizzards. Mm-mm-mm. This has been Growing the Game with Ballsy. If you have a football story you'd like to share to help us grow the game, email Michael Ball at mball at harvardbroadcasting.com. Ballsy can be heard weekdays in Regina on 104.9 The Wolf Morning Show and during Saskatchewan Rough Riders and U of R Rams broadcasts on 620 CKRM.